You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, we are live. Minor Talk is here. 600 ESPN El Paso on all social media channels. That is 600 ESPN El Paso on air, online, and uh, wherever you check us out on podcast channels. Angel Munoz producing the show. Angel, do you mind recording this one as well for us as well? Uh, Let's get this one underway and let's do this one right. 600 ESPN El Paso in our Schoolyard Sports Studios right now. Uh, River Oaks Properties as well, and it is Minor Talk time. We are here. We are live. We are presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. We had a fantastic pregame show at the District West. Um, It was fantastic. Packed the house, and uh, Minor fans got a chance to watch UTEP flip the script in the second half and win the game today, 28-14 against Incarnate Word. Uh, Some things stand out to me right away. Number one. They held uh, Incarnate Word to just 70 yards of total offense in the second half. That's beyond impressive right there. I mean, that defense was stifling in the second half, did not allow Zach Calzada, the quarterback for Incarnate Word, to throw for really anything in the second half, and uh, limiting them to under 100 yards out of the second half after you know they allowed over 200 in the first half. Really impressive by the UTEP defense in the way that they were able to clamp down First half, 238 yards of offense from Incarnate Word. Second half, just 70. Uh, Now when you flip that over to UTEP side of things, they were about as ground and pound and as vanilla as you can imagine. 329 rushing yards on the ground for the UTEP Miners. They also had, uh, they converted 6 of 9 on third down conversions. They totaled 25 first down plays and uh, UTEP averaged 6.7 yards per play it was it was a strong second half I mean that's the bottom line UTEP really needed that second half performance in order to win this one Uh, it was close at the beginning but nonetheless UTEP even things up on their own record and they are now one and one on the season heading into a power five matchup at Northwestern next Saturday Let's get the phone started up right. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We're also available 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. I've thrown out some uh, flyers out to a couple uh, UTEP um, yeah, personalities, I should say, those who are in attendance tonight, and uh, it's going to be a good one tonight. I'm really excited. It's the first edition of Minor Talk uh, here in El Paso after a home game, uh, and we are doing this here following UTEP Incarnate Word. 80s night was tonight. The uh, Hall of Fame inductees were honored at halftime. Uh, most specifically, the 1988 team was highlighted and recognized and honored. Uh, really cool to see them honored today. And I know a lot of fans were really fired up about that as well. Uh, Our telephone number to get things started here on the show, 915-505-6009 to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. A couple other things to highlight from this victory for the Miners. Number one. 
Deion Hankins, career day, 24 rushing attempts, 174 yards on the ground. He was outstanding. How about the other two who uh, had prolific nights as well from the UTEP run game? Torrance Burgess Jr., 10 carries, 85 rushing yards, and a touchdown. How about Mike Franklin as well? Nine rushing attempts, 53 rushing yards on the ground, and a touchdown as well. 329 total rushing yards from the UTEP, uh, the UTEP uh, running game, and that was really, really impressive. Uh, so let's definitely do it. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, and we're also available 600 ESPN El Paso wherever you are on social media. Big shout-out to the district for hosting us tonight. Big shout-out to all our sponsors here on Minor Talk. We'll get to our hot hand of the game, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Our drive of the game. Thanks to New Start Homes, and uh, we'll talk also about our other sponsors, including 915 Tours, who is back with us again for another season here on Minor Talk. But we're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. In fact, uh, the Oscar Adietta Agency has been awesome all season long, and they are getting things started off right at the UTEP football games. In fact, they have uh, they had a great giveaway with UTEP star pass rusher Praise Mayule. Uh, they actually had at their booth a chance to win Praise Mayule signed gloves. Uh, and that is with UTEP star pass rusher. Just a really cool thing that they did at their booth. They also have uh, giveaways going on right now. RiseUp915.com is where you can check out the Oscar Arieta Agency, the presenting sponsors here on Minor Talk. UTEP defeats Incarnate Word 28-14. to Our telephone number 915-505-6009. Also available at 600 ESPN El Paso, wherever you are on social media. Uh, we've got Jay T on the lines. We got Josh on the lines. We're going to get to them in just a bit. Let's go to Twitter real quick. 600 ESPN El Paso on social media right now. Uh, again, that is 600 ESPN El Paso social media. David Castro posts into the show. Well, let's not sugarcoat it. We needed that win. Run game was impressive. Still concerned about the passing game long term when Tyron can't get open. A win is a win, but we have to win on the road and win conference games at Matt Castro. And then again, this is coming from David Isaac on social media. This is coming in from uh, UTEP Texas Western El Paso. Get ready. If you haven't seen your feed, hashtag minor talk. He's fired up about the show here to get things started. And also Eddie Morello's checking in early at the Mayor LC. Now it's time for hashtag minor talk with my homie Adrian Broadus on 600 ESPN El Paso. Hey, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's get things started right on the phone lines right now. JT is going to get things started. Jadrian, this is actually Jadrian Taylor. Former UTEP standout pass rusher who's calling in to the show. Thank you so much for calling in, JT. I saw you sideline with your jersey, number 11. Uh, how's everything going, man? What do you think of UTEP's victory tonight? Hey, that was a good win. Like you said, we needed that. We definitely needed that. We had to bounce back. We had to bounce back. Last game was definitely a heartbreaking loss, man. Heartbreaking loss. But it's not, it's not how you lose. It's what you do afterwards. So. If you bounce back, I mean, nobody. if you go win, win it all, who's going to care about that one loss? That's right. I mean, at the end of the day, if you continue to string along wins, JT, I'll tell you this, UTEP goes to Chicago next week. They beat Northwestern. 
everybody will forget about that first week loss to Jacksonville State. No one will remember that one because everybody's just circling uh, UTEP's first ever Power 5 win, and they have a chance next week against the Northwestern program that's going through a lot of things behind the scenes and went through it all offseason long. They play their first game tomorrow, actually. And I, and I got us I got us beating them, man. I got us beating them. I, I think the score going to be 21-14. I think we're going to win that one. Wow. It's like, that's just me. I like it. I like it. Hey, t- tell me a little bit about the defense. Tyrese Knight, 16 total tackles. That's his career best. Uh, he killed it. I mean, he absolutely the, – the second most uh, – tackles he's had in a game came in the Fresno State loss in the New Mexico Bowl back in 2021 Uh, but tonight Tyrese Knight was on another level he also had a a sack and two and a half tackles for losses what did you notice from the defense especially in the second half clamping down and shutting out that incarnate word team so I got there in the second I got the like second quarter about to be halftime I went in the locker room and um I just talked to the guys. I saw, I see some stuff that you know we can we can clean up, and we came to pass rushing. I seen some moves that will work, and I'm talking to Praise. I'm talking to Mo. I'm talking to Bright. I'm telling them what to do. I'm telling them what I think gonna work, and they go out there and they applied it, and it and it worked. And as far as T night, I mean, making that move from Buck, which is our more like our outside linebacker, to Mike, is that he gonna get. 15 tackles a game, 14, 15 tackles a game. I mean, he's he shoot, he's shooting for 135 tackles. I think he's going to crack that easily. I think he's going to get 150 this year because him at Mike, I mean, he's just making so many plays. Last year we had Kyle Waterston right there, which, of course, he finished the season having a great season, 100 tackles, eight sacks. I mean, so T9 right there is going to definitely be a difference maker. Yeah, I think that's going to be a real – he's going to be a big impact player on this team. The fact that he even came back this year is a huge story in itself. Uh, but, JT, you tell me, next week at Northwestern, your thoughts, UTEP, uh, now 1-1. One and one. Granted, this was an FCS team, so it's not like we can talk about UTEP defeating a team at a conference USA or, you know, a team that's uh, really, really highly regarded. I will say this is the same team that went to an FCS semifinal appearance last year and really looked yeah. impressive today and what they were showing us. But you tell me, Northwestern, UTEP, give me your early predictions on that one. Like I said, I think you'll come out on top on that one. It's really it's really determined on our passing game that, that game because I'm not sure if we're going to be able to run it all over them like we just ran all over them I mean, at UIW. Uh, I think we're going to be able to stop the run. So it's really going to be up to Praise and Mo and Keenan getting get to the passer in that pass game because they are North, Northwestern known for having good old linemen, you know, so it's going to be the battle of the trenches. I love it, man. It's going to be interesting. And if, uh, like you said, like you're predicting right now, if UTEP ends up getting that victory, it's going to be huge for their fans, and they will forget about that Week 0 loss at Jacksonville State. Hey, Jadrian Taylor, I appreciate you calling in. I'm excited about your future XFL on the horizon. Uh, for now, you'll stay in the 915, so hopefully we get a chance to talk to you here soon enough. Of course, of course. And if anybody needed any type of vehicle, let me know. I'm out here at Fox Acura, so give me a call. There we go. 219-2874. Hey, give me that number one more time. Give me that number one more time. 936-219-2874. Any vehicle you need, just let me know.
I love it. Hey, Jadrian, thank you so much, and I really appreciate you weighing in on the show. Uh, let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009. We're also available, 600 ESPN El Paso on social media, 600 ESPN El Paso, wherever you're checking us out on social media. Also want to mention Sal Montes wrapping up the KLAQ broadcast right now with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, Cole Freitag, and Mod of the Monster Medina. Uh, we will continue Miner Talk right now a little earlier edition here after Chihuahua's Baseball. Special thanks to our producer, Angel Munoz, for uh, hanging with us throughout the night and uh, being with us here as we continue on Minor Talk. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You are listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. More phone calls coming up right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, back here at our Schoolyard Sports Studios uh, here on 600 ESPN El Paso. It's okay, Angel. I'll throw you a a break here in just a second. Let's go to Josh in the Northeast, uh, 600 ESPN El Paso online and 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Josh, good evening, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. How's everything going? Oh, great. Um, You know, minus play hell of a game. Uh, First half, I was kind of scared a little bit. Um, the offense was struggling, defense was struggling a little bit. Uh, then went into the locker room at halftime. Um, I don't know if uh, Michael Jordan from Space Jam gave him the, you know, the special drink sauce or whatever. But uh, second half came out, and uh, UTEP shined. Defense, offense played fine. Um, all I got to say is El Paso, come out and support our minors. As long as we support our minors, they're going to win. Hey, uh, Josh, to your point, 30,738 fans were in attendance tonight at the Sun Bowl. Very impressive uh, showing from the El Paso faithful. And it's more impressive knowing that they lost last week and disappointed a lot of their fan base, yet they still were able to draw 30,000-plus. It's a good home attendance here for the first game for UTEP. But to your point, Josh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this continues. Can UTEP fans support them throughout the season for the rest of their home schedule? Uh, that'll be something that I'm definitely looking uh, to see th- the rest of the season. Yeah, um, I think they can. If they go into uh, Evanston, Illinois next week against Northwestern, they'd be Northwestern. They're going to have UTEP, El Paso behind them, full, full support, 100%. Um, I don't care if they're if they're down or whatever. I'm supporting minors all the way. Okay. All right, Josh. Hey, uh, give me a quick uh, quick prediction next week at Northwestern. Uh, are you as high on UTEP as Jadrian Taylor was in that previous call? Do you think UTEP can actually go on the road and beat a Big Ten opponent like Northwestern next week? Uh, yes, sir. You heard it here. You heard it here first. UTEP 24, Northwestern 21. Okay, I got you down for that, man. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Josh. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Our telephone numbers, we continue here on Minor Talk, 915-505-6009. We're also on 600 ESPN El Paso on on, uh, social media on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and 600ESPNElPaso.com. Let's go out to uh, Zay, who has this from UTEP football head coach Dana Dimmel. Uh, This is from the press conference today, talking about the run game specifically. And if this was the best the run game has looked over his time at UTEP, this is head coach Dana Dimmel talking with the media after the game. 
So that's uh, head coach Dana Dimmel talking a little bit about the run game and really what he was emphasizing, the best it's ever looked, uh, talked about how, you know, of course it was Dion Hankins who led the way with a career day, uh, over 170 on the ground on 24 rush attempts. That's a 7.3 average on yards per carry. Very impressive by the hometown product in Dion Hankins, Parkland's own, and what he was able to do in this performance. Torrance Burgess also had 10 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Franklin with nine carries, 53 yards on the ground, and a touchdown as well. We'll be talking about this a lot throughout today. Uh, as far as the running back distribution, everything that we saw today in the run game, very impressive uh, by the Miners in this victory. Let's continue on social media. Poncho checks in if you don't call play, uh, pass plays gavin hardison can't throw interceptions hashtag minor talk uh hey um poncho i get it and i understand you're trying to be funny on this one and i i think that you know most of where you're leading to as far as uh, taking a little jab on Gavin Hardison is warranted off the first game, right? I mean, Hardison struggled against Jacksonville State on the road. He took a lot of ownership this week on that, and he was efficient in this game. 77% completion. Uh, he also was 10 of 13 through the air. So again, less than 15 pass attempts for Gavin Hardison. They largely favor the run to 50 rush attempts. 50 rush attempts to 13 pass attempts in this game. You're largely favoring that run game in this one, but the reason why, it's simple. They don't want to show their hands uh, ne- ahead of next week's game at Northwestern. They want to be as deceptive as they can going into that game, and I think that's really important for UTEP's head coaching staff. They want to uh, you know, come to, come to Northwestern with a little bit of an element of surprise, and I think not seeing Gavin Hardison throw for more than 13 pass attempts is a prime indication that the Miners just wanted to have a, a vanilla play, uh, game plan in this one. And they had to win this one in the trenches. I'm talking about offensive line, defensive line. Head coach Dana Dimmel talked about it in his post-game interview with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher. And it's true. This game is won in the trenches by UTEP football. They were simply able to overpower uh, their FCS opponent in an incarnate word. And they just wore them down in the second half. I thought that in the trenches, UTEP won most of those battles in the second half particularly, which was uh, very impressive by this team. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. You could also check in with us on social media as we continue. Let's continue with more uh, comments coming in right now. Poncho checks in. Good play calling by Dimmel. Great play by the defense, specifically in the second half. Good job by Gavin Hardison staying calm in the pocket and making the right decision when passing. It'll be really interesting to see uh, versus University of Arizona. Hopefully they can keep it up. I mean, Poncho brings up a good point mentioning the Arizona game because I'm talking about Northwestern, which is next Saturday, a local 130 kickoff for that one. But if you look two weeks ahead, the Miners have, uh, of course, 
Arizona on the road, a Pac-12 opponent, they could go to Tucson and have a good opportunity to take on that uh, Wildcat squad. Um, you know, uh, in in a couple weeks, so that that'll be interesting in itself, just to see how the Miners fare against a Pac-12 opponent like Arizona. They've played them recently. Khalil Tate was the last time they played them, and so uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see that game, just like Poncho is two Power Five opponents in consecutive weeks for the Miners, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely have all the coverage for that one as we continue. Our telephone number again to get in on the program nine one five five zero five six. 6009 also available 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Let's do this. Let's take a timeout right now. We'll also take a legal update as well. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. More in a moment here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, we are continuing here on Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. They've got several locations in El Paso. All the way out to Fabens. Been in the community for over 27 years. Trust the local experts at the Oscar Adietha Agency for home, auto, life insurance, and even commercial business insurance. That's the Oscar Adietha Agency. Wherever. uh, And also check them out online. RiseUp915.com for game day giveaways. You can actually register whether you're in town or out of town. Register for game day giveaways thanks to the Oscar Adietha Agency. And they are the proud presenting sponsors here on Minor Talk. Really appreciate them for all that they do. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, but they had signed Praise Amehule gloves um, that they were actually uh, auctioning off. And, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, super appreciative of the Oscar ID at the agency always helping us out. They hooked us up with some really cool sunglasses that we gave out today out at the District West. And I think fans really like those. So it was uh, we really appreciate the Oscar ID at the agency as always. And uh, they are definitely um, they are definitely going to have some really cool giveaways throughout the season for Minor Talk. Hey, uh, big shout-out to Antoine, uh, PE department, physical ed underscore HA who guessed UTEP 28 incarnate word 13 just one point off for the guess the score contest they are getting uh, a prize pack from minor talk some swag some giveaways some t-shirts some stickers and all sorts of really cool stuff uh, hey let's turn the page and let's welcome in a new member here on the broadcast team uh, who is joining us here for the first time tonight here for minor talk it is a Galindo who joined us in our pregame show he is Back at our 600 ESPN El Paso Schoolyard Sports Studios. And Zay, you got to witness this one firsthand. You were uh, field level um, watching the Miners defeat Incarnate Word 28-14. You got a chance to listen to head coach Dana Dimmel following uh, this one with the postgame interview along with some players as well. We'll get to that those comments in just a second, but give me your full breakdown on this game and what it means for UTEP football. Yeah, I mean, it's a big win. You you had to win this game. If you would have lost to an FCS opponent following that loss to Jacksonville State, I mean, the the, the pitchforks would have been out, right? You know, fans would have been very mad, and uh, they went out there, they took care of business, right? It's a good FCS squad in Incarnate Word, and, um, you know, when they faced adversity early, when uh, Incarnate Word went down the field, scored that touchdown, they responded. They responded well to adversity, and that's something I like to see, and, um, at the same uh, same point, you know, UTEP, they kept it simple. They ran the ball, and like you guys said, you know, they, they kept, you know, all their their good plays, you could say, for Northwestern next week. So uh, they kept it simple. They didn't show too much, and uh, they took care of business. 
And at the same time, I'm not overreacting to this victory for the Miners in favor for them. I'm also uh, not going to say that this was just a whatever game. This was a game in which 30,000-plus attended this one out at the Sun Bowl. This is a game in which they had over 400 yards of total offense, which was impressive in itself. This is also a matchup in which they shut out Incarnate Word in the second half, zero points and just 70 yards of total offense in the second half, following almost a, what, 200-plus performance in the first half in in terms of total yards. Uh, Passing yards, 245 passing yards for Incarnate word to just 63 on the ground so I thought UTEP's run defense also really shored itself up uh, but Zay I'll throw it right back to you what does this one mean perspective wise for UTEP winning this one and evening themselves one and one well first off it's good to get that first win you know out of the way you know you want to you, you don't want that standing in your way you go own two now you're thinking there's no way we're going to get a win when you're playing against Northwestern Arizona and UNLV the following weeks so that's good to get the first win out of the way and um second off like you said there's 30,000 people in in the stands UTEP finally won a game where El Paso showed up, right? I immediately think of the UTSA and the North Texas games. They laid an egg. They did not play good in front of a packed El Paso crowd. So, you know, it was it was rocking in the symbols, really loud down there. And um, I think I think the excitement's up around the city, around this team once again. I think so, too. Well, and it's interesting, right, because we talked about going into this game how difficult it would be for them to possibly win the fans back and you know how many people would be there we guessed under 28,000 for the attendance and maybe you know what the the uh, lesson here Zay is Fans will show up for the first game. Fans will get excited about football because it's college football. And fans want to see a winning product for UTEP, whoever they play. If it's Incarnate Word, if it's uh, Western Illinois, if it's Oklahoma, if it's North Texas, doesn't matter. They just want to see a winning product on the field at the Sun Bowl. And that's what they saw tonight. I thought the Sun Bowl crowd was rocking. And they had really loud moments throughout this game. Yeah, there were a couple false starts on Incarnate Word offsides too, so it was it was loud. It was really loud down there, and um, it did take a minute for for the stumble to fill up. But once it did, I mean, it looked really nice. It looked nice. You know that that stadium deserves to be full. It deserves to be at least somewhat full. And um, for UTEP to go out there, take care of business in front of a big crowd, you know. No matter who they're playing against, whether it's an FCS opponent, FBS opponent, it just it says a lot. You know, they they faced adversity early. They could have given up after that first uh, incarnate word touchdown, but they didn't. And uh, that's good to see, whether or not it's an FCS school or not. So last year's uh, second highest most attended game was the New Mexico State home game. Uh, twenty three thousand three hundred twenty five people showed up for that game, uh, compared to forty five thousand plus in the home opener loss to North. Texas. Tonight, over 30,000 people go to the Sun Bowl to watch the Miners and Incarnate Word. And with that, let's welcome in the third member and the co-host here of Miner Talk. He is Sal Montes. He is fresh off the broadcast. He has done so much work here. I think he's he uh, has his tent along with myself. We're planning to camp out here tonight uh, and just hang out with everybody uh, until the wee hours of the night. But Sal, welcome aboard. UTEP gets their first victory of the season. How's it going, man? 
It's going uh There we go. Perfect. Yeah. What's going on, AB? Zay, great job, man, by the way. Um but yeah, it was um it was a fun one to watch for the final two quarters or so, you know, because it was a bit frustrating in the first half. However, um, they handled their business. You know, at, at the end of the day, a lot of people wanted them to run the ball more. If there's really any takeaways that you want to have um, negatively from this game, I would say um, didn't um, force some of the turnovers. There was a lot of forced fumbles that they didn't recover. Um, and, you know, it's only have one interception on a night where they – played ball hawking defense for majority of the game um maybe the turnover number if you want to nitpick however i think they did well um in that and then also the main one is they wanted them to run the ball adrian and they did that they trusted themselves didn't matter if they were um when they were down seven nothing 14 nothing whatever the case was that's how they got majority of the yardage Hey, we got a a call ringing in, 915-505-6009 on the show, 600 ESPN El Paso, also on social media, 600 ESPN El Paso, wherever you check us out on social media. Sal, one of the other, so you talk about some of the deficiencies, which I agree. I mean, you you know, you could look at the turnover margin in the first half, something they really needed. It's Latrez Shelton who gets the game-ending, seal it it up, uh, interception in the back of the end zone. Uh, And that was significant for the Miners at the time because you talk about Incarnate Word, they moved the ball. They up did. tempo they were fast throughout the game and I think I thought that kept the defense on their toes but every chance what you notice from UTEP and this is a coaching game and a mind game every chance UTEP had they would sub a player every single chance they would have and okay. the what that did is it allowed uh, the defense to maybe buy themselves a second two seconds three seconds whatever it was to adjust themselves to the next play I thought it was brilliant coaching in the second half. It was great adjustment by the coaching staff, and they needed to do that because what Incarnate Word exposed tonight was that when it's an up-tempo offense that UTEP's facing, the UTEP, UTEP does not want to get into a shootout. In fact, they want to get into those three-and-out situations like you saw in the third quarter. Incarnate Word just had two possessions in the entire third quarter, and most of that was because of that eight-minute drive that the Miners put together. But what I'm trying to say is UTEP uh, sealing the deal with that game-ending interception by Latres Shelton uh, to seal the this one off I thought that was significant so we talked the turnover margin the first half not really doing much there uh, aggressiveness not really there either second half aggressiveness pays off with that interception in a big way yeah and it was um it was basically unanswered play as well for them to score um what three unanswered touchdowns to to really uh, take the game home I think that that shows that they can be in control so now it's just a matter of taking that next step. Hey, good job. You beat Incarnate Word when um, this game was a lot tougher than people may have imagined. However, you are, you got this win. Now you got to go on to the next one against Northwestern. So I think the key is here as well. It was simple in the second half. Just run the ball. I mean, I think I was telling this to everybody who I talked to at the half. Run the ball. The run game is the most effective. It was obvious in the first half. You didn't have to go out and win this one with trick plays, overthinking yourself, getting yourself in bad situations. No. Second half was all about controlling the clock, getting out on third downs defensively, mm-hmm. and uh, maintaining 
maintaining things on a very basic level, and they did that. They executed that at a high level. Um, they could have put up more points, sure. Maybe somebody would have want, wanted that. They could have put up more passing yards, sure. People would say that you know Gavin Hardison, 10 of 13 through the air for 94 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Maybe they want to see more passing attempts. All right, I don't. I'm good with what they did. They averaged 6.7 yards per play, including Torrance Burgess, who was just a lightning bolt out of the backfield, eight and a half yards per carry uh, from their newcomer running back who bursted onto the scene in a significant way. Miners almost controlled time of possession for almost 10, actually for almost 11 more minutes compared to Incarnate Word. So a lot of stats that you could like, and it was largely due to what they did at the half adjusting into that third and fourth quarter. But let's keep things moving on the phones. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Thanks to Joe John Sr. for checking in on social media. Thanks for VIP Lounge EP for checking in as well. Archie Stevens checked in as well, asking, how did Incarnate Word get the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty late in the game? Zay, you got some insight onto that. What happened? Yeah, so, um, you know, the, about the whole game, it was chippy, especially, you know, between uh, Incarnate Word receivers and UTEP uh, secondary, you know, the corners. And um, it got really chippy at times. There was a lot of pushing, a lot of tugging. And uh, down the stretch, you know, there was that, that unsportsmanlike con- penalty. Um, it was Amir Boyd Matthews. He was on one-on-one with a Incarnate Word uh, receiver, and the receiver just had enough of, of his little, you know, his little mind games, you could call them, and he just pushed him into the wall. He took his helmet. He kind of pushed his helmet off, and, um, yeah, they were called for an unsportsmanlike penalty. Good insight there. You saw that from the field, and, uh, yeah, that's where Zay was hanging tonight. Let's go to Hunter, who's joining us next on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. Hunter, good evening, man. You're hanging with us late. What's going on? What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Hey, Hunter, we're hanging in. We're doing just fine. Long day, but happy to be here still, man. How about you? Can't complain, man. Missed the game, fortunately for me today, but, uh, you know, appreciate what you guys do out here for all the fans, and I hope you get to keep it going. Oh, definitely, but, uh, man. We're, we're going to see you out at the District West soon enough, so I, I promise you that. I'll be there buying everybody drinks, man. We'll get it done. Love it. Uh, love it. You know, you know, a couple takes, and when, 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 and, and we don't have a choice, obviously. But when we celebrate a mediocre win against a nobody, and we we look at that as a launching point of our season, I think that that really is the, the biggest story and the biggest tell of the state of our program right now, right? You know, even our terrible teams in the '90s, when Valdasta State or someone would come in, they'd beat them forty-nine to three or something the way you should, you know, and. There's, there's there's benefits and there, there's there's pluses and minuses to this team. And the, the best part is the talent on both sides of the ball. That Burgess kid averaging eight and a half carries, feed him the ball. Like, it doesn't take a genius to realize that. Eight and a half yards a carry, you only let him carry it ten times. Uh, the, the defense is, is a legitimate, you know, Conference USA defense. One of the better ones, top half of the uh, conference. The, the problem is... is the coach gets in the way. So the only way I see the season going the right way is he gets out of their way and do what you should do. Hand the ball off. Don't let Hardison and, and that guy that you all have interning, and I, he did a great job, and I felt kind of bad for him, that Cade or what was it? Yeah, was Cade McConnell. Trip? Yeah. I mean, I felt kind of bad because you guys were kind of talking to him like if he was the coach and he's having to defend him. But, uh, you know, Gap is not an NFL quarterback. 
he's got an NFL arm that doesn't know how to read defenses or, or, or nothing. You know, and yes, it's difficult, but that's why you're the quarterback at a D1 school. If you can't play off of what the defense is giving you, you're going to have a, a very difficult time. That's your whole job as a quarterback. But uh, it, 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 it's, it's not looking good for next week or the following week. But the light at the end of the tunnel for me is, did you see what Texas State did today? They beat Baylor. They beat first ever Power 5 win, Hunter. And do you know who their offensive coordinator is? Mac Lefwich, former UTEP did, quarterback. You're setting me up you perfectly today. Head coach candidate could be. Oh, oh, Hunter, where are you going with this one here? That's the light at the end of the tunnel for me. There's the answer, the young blood right there. What a win. Oh man. Oh man. Right I, I can't I don't even know how to react to this one. I'm not I don't even know how to react, Hunter. I'll just let you walk off on that one like Steph Curry uh walking away from a three pointer when he looks away on that. So uh whoa man, I don't even know where to get so to to uh, Hunter's point about you know the lack of competition for Incarnate Word. I think a lot of fans feel the same way. Hey, it's an FCS team. Hey, in the Price era, in the Kugler era, even those teams would not be a, a you know a tough opponent for the Miners. I just would uh, make you look back on UTEP's history, specifically Dana Dimmel's history against FCS opponents. First ever game uh, in the Dana Dimmel era was a loss to an FCS opponent, thirty to ten to Northern Arizona. It was a really talented talented team um, for Northern Arizona, but nonetheless, they dropped that game. Second year, that was their only win. They went 1-11 that 2019 season, and their only win came against an FCS opponent in Houston Baptist that season. Uh, you look at how they struggled against some FCS teams in the pandemic-shortened season. Uh, Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, there was a 24-14 score there. There was a 20-13 score there. Look, they're not de- they're not demolishing these FCS opponents. They- it takes a lot for them to beat them, but these are the better uh, versions of the FCS talents and teams. You look over forty five minutes away from us here at NMSU. The Aggies just hosted an zero and eleven Western Illinois football team tonight, and they they were zero and twelve, excuse me, last year uh, out of the FCS ranks. And uh, New Mexico State destroyed them. It wasn't even close. I mean. I mean, they did what exactly what you expected them to do in that victory. I'm ju- I'm just kind of comparing just to show you. But on the flip side, uh, so New Mexico State won today, 58-21. That was the final. But today, uh, UTEP goes up against Incarnate Word, which was an FCS playoff semifinalist. So uh, your your all's thoughts on caliber of? I'm not trying to gas up Incarnate Word because I agree to a certain degree. I mean, like if UTEP loses this game, it's a colossal miss yeah. right there in the program. But uh, at the same, I mean, this is not just a pushover team. And I think you throw uh, this um, Incarnate Word team against some of the worst teams in FBS, they might beat them. You know, they might actually uh, win some of those games right there. And that's a sign of a strong FCS program. Yeah, I I mean, what I'm taking away from this game is that the Miners did what they were supposed to do, what what they needed to do, right? There you go. And um, you like to see some of those efficiencies being shown today because you want to have good – is it better to have good film take away from this game or bad film to take away from this game? So it's kind of don't look into it too, too much because it is a very long season. However, I mean, now they got, you know, a little bit of it going and it's, it's, 
much better. It's a much better feeling going into the game against Northwestern than it was um, going into the game against Incarnate Word. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, not not even close. Zay, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Incarnate Word went to Nevada last year and beat them by two possessions. They beat them by two touchdowns, right? And uh, just, you know, we're taking a look here. Marshall, former Conference USA, uh, they were in Conference USA. They hosted the University of Albany today. They barely won by four points. Florida International hosted Maine. They barely won by two points. FCS schools are much better than a lot of people think. Sam Houston State is making the transition. They're they're in a close one with BYU late. You know, LJ Martin, yeah. he is leading BYU right now in rushing. Oh, nice. Good, but, good um, to know. But, you know, Sam Houston State, you know, they're in FCS. They're transitioning. They were national champions. The FCS is a lot better than people, you know, might imagine. And, yes, you know, FBS schools are supposed to dominate them. But, you know, if you're facing a top 10 FCS squad with that many Power 5 and, you know, yeah. FBS transfers – I mean, you don't want to look too much into it, like you guys said, but it's it's not you know it's not the end of the world. They beat them by two touchdowns. It, and also to that point as well, uh, you mentioned how FCS teams have beaten um, you know FBS teams at a higher rate than previous um, you know decades, if you want to put it that way. A lot of them are beating up on the lower tier of NCAA football, and when you look at just the history of UTEP football, where are you going to find them? So, I expected this one to be tough. Hey, I mean, it's UTEP. At the end of the day, they came off a loss to Jacksonville State. They had to get right at home, and they won by two touchdowns. So, uh, good, great call there by Hunter. Always appreciate him weighing in on the show. And I think, you know, in terms of the run game and uh, feeding Torrance Burgess more, I wonder if we're going to see a game this season where he gets over 15 carries on the ground and what that will mean for UTEP. Because if he's averaging almost, uh, you know, nine yards a carry right now, uh, and he's He's just two games into his college football career. I'm excited for the upside of this player right here. Torrance Burgess Jr., we heard all about him uh, throughout the offseason. He w- he's a smaller back. I mean, he's tiny. He's five foot six, redshirt sophomore. He only played in two games last year as-, as he was trying to learn their offense. Comes from Tyler Junior College, another example of the Tyler Junior College pipeline and how that has been for UTEP. But, man, he's... He is just really impressive. Out of high school, guys, he was a three-star prospect, and he was actually the eighth-ranked running back out of JUCO when he came out of Tyler Junior College. So uh, Torrance Burgess, man, he gets a lot of credit from me. Uh, I was really impressed by him in this performance. If he had gone over 100 yards, it would have been the first time the Miners had two players on their teams go over 100 yards uh, on the ground since Willie Eldridge and Ronald Awad did Ooh. so against Bethune Cookman. Who had that one? Who had that one right? Mm. No Not one. Me. Nobody. <laughs> Not me. Shout out Drew Bonnie. I love that one right there. Um, but hey, uh, your your guys' thoughts. Anybody's thoughts here on Torrance Burgess and what he brought to the table here uh, on this one? I, I really like the change of pace that you get. Right, Dion is more your north south type of guy. Burgess could go left right, <laughs> you know, in in a, in a split second. So I think it catches the um, the defense off guard. And something that uh, John mentioned as well as Cole and, and uh, Mondo, is that due to his height, he's able to hide a bit from the defenders. So it's um, oh my gosh. It's, it's a bit scary when, um, you know, when you do see him, he's already zooming past you. So uh, I really do like that change of pace. It, it reminds me of a smash and dash, that title from years back. So we'll see what happens. Good stuff there, man. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get into the show, 600 ESPN El Paso on, on social media. 
uh, and 600ESPNElPaso.com. We'll have some great recaps up on the site as well. We'll go through a drive chart. We'll talk about things we liked and things we didn't like from this game. But UTEP gets a 28-14 victory. Let's talk about it with you as uh, Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar ID at the agency, continues. Let's go to Justin, who's been patiently waiting on the phone lines. Justin, good evening. What's going on? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Justin? Good. I just got back from the game. Hey, win's a win, but I know we could do better. We can do better. Okay, so you think a win's a win. They can do better. Uh, what'd you like from tonight's performance from UTEP? The running game. Man, it's it's insane to me. Like, how many yards do we have this game? I know it's a lot, but... On the ground, well, uh, in in total, they had 423. On the ground, 329 rushing yards. How about that one there, Justin? That's that's crazy to me. It's I, I like the way that they're playing. Uh, I think we need to trust Hardison just a little bit more. I know what he can do. I've seen him play. But, hey, like I said, win's a win. Okay, win's a win from Justin. Justin, give me your thoughts next week at Northwestern. Hey, it's going to be a tough game, but... I still think we can win. I know what we can do. I, I've seen a little bit of this team play before, but we can do it. But, hey, I have a challenge for all the fans. Win or lose, next game we need to fill this stadium up. You got me? Okay. All right. Let's see what happens, man. Let's see if they can do it. I don't know about that one there, Justin. But, hey, 30,000-plus in attendance at the Sun Bowl. Uh, that's a step in the right direction, guys, and, and especially after a loss and the way that they fell to Jacksonville State on the road. I, I was impressed by 30,000-plus, and I thought it was a loud crowd tonight. So great call, Justin. Really appreciate it. Thanks for weighing in on the show, uh, and let's keep things moving. 915-505-6009, also 600 ESPN El Paso, everywhere online uh, as we continue. UTEP defeats Incarnate Word 28-14. to You want to talk about it with us? Let's do it. 915-505-6009 as we continue here on the postgame show. Let's go over to what's happening on social real quick, and then we'll get out to Milkman, our man, uh, coming up next. Brandon Vaughn sends us this. Solid adjustments by Dana Dimmel this week. When we are a run-first team, we are hard to beat. Let's hope that they can pull the upset next week at Northwestern. This coming in from Christopher Carillo. I'm glad Dana Dimmel pulled his head out and and realized that he has a running game. Hashtag Minor Talk. That's coming from Chris underscore Burro here on Minor Talk. Also checking in, King Eric. I was close to my score predictions, Adrian. Dimmel play calling means a lot of RPOs and a good old Wildcat formation. I don't see the same spark that they had uh, back in 2021. The defense is elite, but we have to change the play calling. That's coming from King Eric. Manny David checks in on social as well says this wasn't able to make it to the game but wore my throwback jersey to work tonight you're welcome el paso great win tonight not expecting a win versus northwestern but hopefully they can keep it competitive next week let's head out to milkman as we continue here on minor talk 915-505-6009 milkman what's going on good evening hey how's it going hey it's going great milkman what'd you think of this game i uh i i was well, obviously much more impressed than last week. Um, and, yes, it's an FCS school. But, I mean, honestly, you guys kind of said it already that uh, NMSU playing a winless FCS team versus one that was one of the top FCS teams, it's not it's not a, a valid comparison. Um, and I, I, I uh, 
incarnate word and, and, you know, some of the stuff you would mention about how they had a lot of big trans, uh, transfers from, you know, uh, Power 5 schools. So, you know, that that's pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, you don't want to be too, uh, <laughs> too, too happy with an FCS win, but, uh, but Hey, a win's a win, you know, um, it, it, it was, it was good to see. And I, I heard, uh, Dana Dimmel after, uh, talking to Teicher saying that they, they didn't put all, all of their playbook out on the field for Northwestern, which you right. know, that's, that's, that's good to know, but I gotta say, I think the play calling worked better this week. So I'm not sure what that means. But, uh, you know, um, I, I was definitely happy to see that, you know, like the other caller said, that they discovered they do have a running game. And Hankins ran like I think a lot of us expect him to because he's a, definitely a good talent. Um, so, you know, hopefully they can keep that up. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, as far as Northwestern, um, I, I'll, say, I'll say what I think a lot of people were saying going into this season that um, – if you're going to hit him on a year, this would probably be the year to hit him. Uh, does that correlate to a win? Well, <laughs> don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, I don't think it's out of the cards. Uh, but, you know, hey, let's, let, let's hope they get a win next week. We'll see, Milkman. I'm looking forward to watching UTEP just take on another Power 5 opponent who's got a lot of baggage behind them. And maybe UTEP can uh, instill a little minor magic like they did tonight and uh, get a a huge upset. I mean, that's a program-changing upset right there if they were to do it at Northwestern. Just to put it into perspective, UTEP's never beaten a Power 5 team in their football history. So that'd be big right there. Milkman, appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Let's skip over. Let's go to Mondo the Monster Medina, director out for El Paso Sports Network, also sideline reporter for the UTEP football broadcast, uh, and he joins us on the hotline right now. Mondo, you're on with me, Zay, and Sal. What's going on, my man? Wait, wait, hold on. What's up, gentlemen? What's going on? I already did my thing to you today. What's up, baby? Shout out to Triple RV. I love you. Love you. Uh, Adrian, good job as always. It's good to be on, and the monster following the milkman. I feel honored. <laughs> I know that for somebody out there called the milkman. That that is awesome. Hey guys, but the one thing that the milkman did say is that a win is a win, and honestly, at the end of the day, when you're better than your opponent, you got to go out there and show that. And honestly, in the second half, that's what the miners did. They didn't do it in the first half, but they did it in the second half, and I think it was that big uh, eight-minute drive, you know. And I think the miners. You know, we saw those glimpses of the guys last week, the, the running game there at uh, Jacksonville State. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people might say the weather's not an excuse, but, I mean, it was I'll be honest with you, being first 10 on the field last week, it was absolutely horrible uh, playing conditions with the heat and humidity. But, like I said, both teams had to deal with it. But at the end of the day, they they ready to ship. And I think that uh, they got a, a win that they needed to build their confidence and like I said, we knew they've got they got a tremendous shot, three-headed monster, so to say, with the, the guys there. And um, hopefully they can improve and uh, take that going into Northwestern. Mondo, I know you were field level, and you got a chance to uh, see all the guests who are out there and who were either honored or just visiting. Uh, and most notably, you're talking about the 88 team, talking about former director of athletics Bob Stoll, all the members of the UTEP Athletic Hall of Fame that were inducted this weekend. Also, Aaron Jones, Alvin Jones, they were all on the sideline. Everybody was witnessing this. But one of the things that I, I mean, one of the things I fixated on was I really thought Deion Hankins ran like he did at Park. 
Parkland. You covered uh, Dion yeah. Hankins throughout his high school career and now going through his college career. I thought this was maybe his best performance as a UTEP minor. Yeah, I agree with you, Agent. Of course, he did a tremendous job on the coach cross there at, at Parkland with the Matadors, and he kind of alluded to that when he was talking in the, the postgame show with Tyshirt. And he got, uh, as you said, at one time he had got one game, he got like 40 plus touches, and uh, he got the most ever as a UTEP minor, got the most yards as a UTEP minor. The only thing that was mentioned was a touchdown, but yeah, I think uh, a lot of people didn't realize that he was injured. I think uh, Coach Dimble said in the third play of the Jacksonville State game, so, but today he was, he was like, I think, I think they, they, he kind of had something to prove out there to show everybody that, hey, that we are going to be a good running uh, team, and he, like I said, I like I like to describe Dion as when he's running, he's running angry. He wants to hit somebody. You know, I think uh, we saw a couple of times last week at Jacksonville State where he kind of actually knocked the guys back and actually knocked the helmets off. So it's good to see somebody, of course, uh, uh, Dion's stature have a tremendous game for, for the Miners. Keys for next week, Mondo, before we let you go. At Northwestern, uh, hey, nothing to lose if you're UTEP right now. You're 1-1 one one on the season going up on the road against a Power 5 opponent in Chicago. They've got a lot of baggage within their own football program yeah, and organization. Yeah. So give me your keys for UTEP going into next week. Well, for me, as cliche as it always seems, to like minimize your mistakes. But whole, my, my whole thing is like when you go into these big schools, is don't, don't be afraid of the uniform. Don't, don't go out there. You, you're going to be a big stadium, you know. A lot of people out there. Don't, don't. It's kind of like, I'll be honest, like last year when they played Oklahoma, it, that, that whole pregame situation to have Oklahoma guys, like, game was over in the first quarter before the Miners looked. It was, it was 20, what, 21 to zero or something like that. Then the Miners kind of rebounded when they kind of like took a breath. Second quarter, the Miners did pretty good. That's the, for me, honestly, it's like, don't get up. Don't get caught up in the moment that you're playing a big school. Don't be intimidated by the uniform and go out there and play. And you know you'll make mistakes too. That's that's how I look at it. Hey Mondo, can't thank you enough for calling in. It's always great to hear your voice. And uh, we're back at it. Another season of UTEP football, man. Blessed to do this and blessed to talk to you here on this show. All right, guys. Nothing but love. Love all you guys. That's a good day. All right, talk to you next week. That's Mondo the Monster Medina joining us here on the hotline as we continue. Check him out, El Paso Sports Network, and check him out, of course, with the UTEP football sideline uh, and the football broadcast as well. Hey, let's continue, guys. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, also available 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere online. Let's burn through some uh, posts that came in right now. Enrique Ortiz as a much-needed win, our miners needed, I still believe we will upset uh, Northwestern. Mark my words, Adrian, 2-1 and one next week. Wow. Um, Augustine trying to be a troll. He's back at it, okay? People saying that the step uh, will be beating Northwestern. Come on. Their offensive line is huge. Uh, this is also coming from uh, Cesar Cubillos with two big-name road games. Up next, this was a must-win. I'll be at Northwestern and hope UTEP keeps the momentum going. Great student section today. I hope everyone liked the throwbacks that everyone wore. See you all September 23rd versus UNLV. Hey, uh, let's talk about that real quick, guys. Uniforms. Uh, are we giving thumbs up, thumbs down? I want to say the 800 uh uniforms the throwbacks from the utep spirit squad 
And I love the uh, Pater Pete look. Loved what we saw from the Spirit team themselves. That was a major plus for me. The uniforms themselves, they add the stripe on the helmet. They mm. throw the they they throw the throwback jersey on the helmet as well. And you got the um, throwback colors to go along with it. You guys tell me, what did you think of the uniforms? You start at Zay and then you tell me, Sal. All right, guys, don't don't get on me. Don't get on me, all right? I was on the field, and um, I kind of looked at the uniforms, and I was like, wait a minute. that That is the Texas Western colors. That is just Texas Western with the blue outline. And they were amazing uniforms, all right? I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm just, they reminded me so much of the Texas Western uniforms. But um, other than that, I mean, they, they looked phenomenal. Oh, so a little, nice. a little complaint there by Zay. Sal, go ahead. What do you think? Uh, I like them. I, I think it was cool for them to uh, go out there and slap on the throwback stickers and um, – I got to shout out the social media team that they have over there and in, in their marketing because you you started seeing that um, immediately, you know, right after um, right after the game against Jacksonville State, the promotions for it. Um, a lot of people were going for that promotion too, not just uh, to watch the team play or uh, they probably don't even know what happened last week, but to keep people engaged after a game like week zero, um, you know, that's that's impressive. So shout out to the social media team. But the uniforms, Adrian, amazing. I really liked them. I liked them too. I thought they were uh, they stood out to me. They definitely popped on TV. Although, man, I heard uh, the ESPN Plus broadcast Ooh, struggled, so uh, I won't I won't dive into that. I, I understand it's first game first game technical yeah. difficulties, and they'll get back at it. And they have a great team over there. But uh, I also want to say that when it comes to the uniforms themselves, man, um, I love the the stripe. The I guess it's like the Tar Heel blue stripe on the shoulder uh, pad of these teams. I think that was I think probably they call one it of Columbia Blue, let me see. Yeah, I, th- I think that one was uh, one of the ones that I liked. Yeah. yeah, Hunter texted into the show and asked which Pater was it, the 80s one? That's correct. It was the 80s throwback uh, that was um, the 80s throwback mascot of Pater Pete that was on the helmet for UTEP football. And again, three stripes. They were Adidas uh, for tonight. Uh, let's keep it moving on social media. 915 Sun City Caper post into the show give dana dimmel a 10-year extension jim center the man can flat out coach i don't know where we would we would be without him thank god he is our coach that's coming from uh 915 sun city caper hmm i i don't know what he was i don't know where his call last week was very opposite of what he just said right there uh <laughs> adrian at enemy win three to uh post into the show Ban all the fire Dimmel callers. We don't need their negativity. Caesar follows it up by saying this. I was on the cheer squad for that Vandosta State versus UTEP game on September 16, 1995. Final score was UTEP 34, Valtosta State uh, 24. I'm saying that wrong, but I don't even know how to say that. Uh, Minor Joe <laughs> chimes in. Hankins is not from Burgess, Hunter. Come on, man. Had some good points, though. Uh, Minor Joe, he wasn't talking about Burgess. He was talking about Torrance Burgess. Oh, man. It's hard to follow all this stuff. Uh, Parkland Burgess. Come on. The Parkland standout and Burgess had a great game. Uh, yeah, Torrance Burgess, my friend. <laughs> uh, Minor Joe. But, uh, hey, appreciate you checking him on that. How about Silt Striders FTW? Thank goodness we won. We should be 2-0, and but 1-1 and right now. Hopefully things get much better in the next 10 games. Wow. 
There you go. Uh, Esteban didn't like the uniforms. He said the uniforms look red. Esteban is not a fan. That's what he said. W- was he at the game or was he in in person? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I'll say this. On the broadcast, it did look red. However, I don't know if it's my laptop screen or whatever the case is. But, no, it, it did look red on TV. So maybe they were different in person. However... You can even argue everybody sees color differently, too. There you go. I get blue and purple mixed up, so don't mind me. (laughs) (laughs) I I hear you on that. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's talk more specifics on what we liked, plus first half and second half breakdowns coming up next. But let's take a break right now. And uh, before we do that, before we hit our break, I just want to run down some of our great sponsors and give great shout-outs to everybody out there. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency, but we will get to our awards later on here on the show we will have our wind supply el paso hot hand of the game we'll have our new start homes drive of the game and want to give a big shout out to the district west for hosting us earlier today for our minor talk pregame party in fact we will have a watch party 1 30 next saturday out at the district west come on out and join us utep versus northwestern on the road that one should be a lot of fun come on out if you haven't done it first two weeks were fantastic pack house uh, show up early and we will have it for you next week starting at 1 30 uh, here on 600 ESPN El Paso 915 tours also bring some great prizes for us at every tailgate and watch party that we have at the district so big uh, props to them as well hey let's take a break right here when we come back more about UTEP incarnate word miners get the win 28 14 we're presented by the Oscar ID at the agency more on minor talk coming up next on 600 ESPN El Paso Minor talk as we are presented by the Oscar Addy at the agency. They've got locations from the east side all the way to Fabens. Contact the Oscar Addy at the agency at riseup915.com. Don't worry, say it's late, dude. We're like, we're half asleep over here and uh, we're just trying to get us on the radio here. But great job as always, man. We got it. Hey, uh, let's go to the social media. A lot of aggregators out. The haters are out, and and Sal, we thought we would avoid them tonight, but the haters—they're not calling tonight. You know they're not—they're not on the phones, but they are behind Twitter, and I'm starting to see them. They're starting to crawl through the woodworks right now. Hey, you ready any, for it? Any publicity is good publicity. Okay, let's go, haters. Uh, let's start off with Augustine. Uh, <laughs> number one, he gets the president of the UTEP Haters Club. Um, he's never, I don't think he's ever been, he's ever, uh, rooted for UTEP. I think he's always, you know, (laughs) been on the opposite side when it comes to UTEP, but let's, let's do it. Let's start with Augustine. Adrian said, excellent coaching. Holy crappers. An FCS team gave UTEP headaches. It's embarrassing. I called the second half coaching pretty good. Augustine. Um, this is from Augustine again. Uh, actually, let me move. Let me move beyond that one. That one wasn't good. Let's move to this one from Jonathan Byers, who said, "I did a favor. I told Dana Dimmel to retire. The seed has been planted. I left the. Re- I'll leave the rest up to you." It was an embarrassing performance. The game opened up once uh, Incarnate Word kept running on the ball in the second half instead of relying on Zach Calzada, who was shredding UTEP in the first half. But then he went cold in the second. Incarnate Word's offensive coordinator is the MVP of this game thankfully Dimmel stopped trying to throw the deep ball and even went as far to stop using Hardison almost entirely but incarnate words defense sucked 
That's coming from Jonathan Byers on social media. And a couple posts that he just tagged us in for a while. That's something. Sometimes he just does that. He'll just, you know, he'll go on a little rant and then he'll uh, tag us after the rant and he'll just, uh, you know, expect us to read it. Um, I'll I'll say this to you, JB. Um, First off, on your point on the retirement, I mean, of course, this coaching staff's committed to being here for the long run, so they want that uh, extension to kick in. And what the you know what I'm trying to talk to you about here is there's a clause in Dana Dimmel's uh, deal right now or contract uh, that says that he automatically gets the 2025th year guaranteed if they win six or more games, a.k.a. go to a bowl game. So that automatically happens if they go to a bowl game this year or next year. So that's number one for you on your point of retirement. Number two, on the Zach Calzada point, actually I think that's a pretty good point. He did go cold in the second half, but you have to give credit to the UTEP defense, man. You can't go out here and be unfair to criticize UTEP all the time uh, on what they do wrong or their inefficiencies and then not look to their defense and give them some props. Because look at what they did in the second half. Punt, punt, interception, three drives. That was it. That's all the UTEP defense gave the Incarnate Word uh, Cardinals in the second half. They couldn't do anything. 74, uh, excuse me, 70 yards of total offense in the second half. Uh, that's abysmal right there. They had uh, they they passed uh, 13 times in the second half for 57 passing yards. And for UTEP to just hold the way that they did in the second half defensively, that's sharp. Now on offense, not using Hardison, that was strategic. I mean, yeah. we talked about this already. It was a stra- it was a strategy by Gavin Hardison, uh, not necessarily to throw more than fifteen pass attempts in this game, and for them to simply go grounded pound. They didn't need Gavin Hardison to be electric. They didn't need him to do this kind of stuff, man. Yeah, and also too, when it comes down to the the creativity of the offense, if you want to put it that way. Um, they knew they were going to wear out Incarnate Word, so they were just going to stick with the run and be run heavy, basically, um, basically all the second half. And to, oh, why would you open up the pass game when you know that you're well on your way to a victory? And I, I think they held back a lot of the playbook. That way, they don't show any looks for uh, Northwestern or whoever else they may have down the road. Hey, uh, this person is not a hater. Headbanger Pete at Mister E seven 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 ten fourteen. He says one and zero wearing throwbacks. Continue wearing them until we lose. Hashtag UTEP football. Minor magic in Chicago next weekend. More Burgess. That's coming from Headbanger Pete, Mister E. Uh, he is fantastic on social media, man. He's a great. He's a great follow. Uh, Hunter chimes in. Those uniforms were fire. They looked familiar to Zay because they were the same exact colors. Those were our colors. Need to bring them back. Columbia Blue. No other schools uh, will have that combo. Hashtag Minor Talk. Hashtag Bring Columbia Blue. Uh, and that is coming from Hunter Pennypacker. Let's jump out to the hotline right now. UTEP quarterback Cade McConnell joining us here on the phone lines right now. 915-505-6009. Just hit the midnight point of the show. Cade just got his phone right now, but he's enjoying the big win for UTEP. 28-14 over Incarnate Word. Cade, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to get a win. 
I, I bet, man. I It was uh, a little shaky in the first half. I was getting worried for you guys at some points in that first half. In the second half, it was just simple. Win in the trenches, wear out their defense, offensive line looked sharp, and then defensive line uh, caused all sorts of problems for Incarnate Word. So it felt simple in the second half, the way that the game plan kind of shifted. Yeah, I think, you know, when I was on the other day, I talked about us just fixing some little things and executing and playing the type of football that we know how to play. And I think that in the second half, we started to wear them down. We started to play the kind of football um, that we've always practiced to be. And so I think it was a well-executed win. I think we showed, you know, what we can put out on the field, and now it's just time to keep it rolling. Hey, I appreciate you calling in, man. This is the first time you're calling in on Minor Talk. And the thing is, Kate, I was expecting a lot of positivity on this show, which we did get early on. People are excited. Fans are happy. And those, you know, 30,000-plus in attendance, that's pretty special after the loss at Jacksonville State, I was wondering what that number would look like, and it was over 30,000 people out at the Sun Bowl. What did you think of that right there? You know, it's it's very special for our football team anytime we're playing at home, especially wearing throwback jerseys honoring the 88 team tonight. So we're so happy that you know El Paso came out, 34,000 strong to support us. Um, and we're going to keep racking up wins at home, and we're going to keep racking up wins away. Um, and so, you know, I, I hope that El Paso continues to support us the way they have and the way they did tonight. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I hope the fans had some fun too. So, Cade, tell me this, because uh, I've seen a lot of Deion Hankins uh, throughout my time. I've covered him uh, throughout his high school career, and I've seen him at UTEP since he started. You've been around him. Uh, now this is the second season that you've been a part of the team, but he had 24 carries and 174 rushing yards. I thought he was his best that he's ever been at that running back position. And granted, it's against Incarnate Word, but still, he was running uh, angry, like a lot of people have self-described for Deion Hankins, and uh, a sharp performance by the Parkland standout and the local fan favorite. Yeah, Dion practices how he plays, and Dion continues to lead by example for our team. You know, he's one of the hardest workers in the building, and I think that just goes to show. I mean, he's carrying guys, you know, 10, 20 yards downfield tonight. He's putting the team on his back, and that's the type of leadership out on the field that you need in order to go put big drives together. Okay, Cade, I, I need to ask you, uh, well, real quick, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency here on 600 ESPN El Paso. From hometown to national, <laughs> sports spoken here, 600 ESPN El Paso is KROT El Paso, a town square media station. Continuing here on Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, we have UTEP quarterback Cade McConnell on our hotline right now as we continue. Cade, uh, as as we talk about this UTEP football team, paint the picture for our listeners. What's the scenario of the Miners going into Northwestern and giving the Wildcats a really good game? That's a Big Ten opponent right now that's carrying a lot of baggage underneath them and what happened over the offseason, obviously. We don't have to get into that, but I want to ask you, give me the case, give me the best-case scenario for the Miners going on the road into a Power 5 environment like that and maybe doing something that they've never done in their school's history, win a game against a Power 5 team. Yeah, I mean, if there's any team that can do it, it's this team. And the, the message after the game was, you know, good win, good, sol- good solid win, great execution, uh, but let's go out have our best week of practice and let's prepare like we're going to go out and take it to Northwestern. I mean, that's everybody's goal. 
Um, and like I said, if there's any if there's any team that can do it and beat a Power Five team, it's this team right here. So I can tell you what, our guys are locked, loaded. We're ready to go and focused to try to get another win. Hey, uh, congrats again! I'll let you enjoy this one. I appreciate you calling in, man. We're gonna have to ask you, win or lose, to to call in more often. It's always good to hear from a player's perspective. And uh, enjoy this one. You all earned the win uh, here tonight, twenty eight fourteen against Incarnate Word. Thank you so much. Hopefully I'll see you back in person again soon. All right. We'll see you soon, Cade. Hey, that's Cade McConnell, UTEP quarterback, joining us on the phone lines as we continue. Uh, let's keep things moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We're also available 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere on social media. That is 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere on social media. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's welcome in the president of the UTEP uh, Haters Club. That is Augustine. Augustine joining us on uh, the phone lines right now. Good evening, good Augustine. What's going on? Thank you, my loyal subjects, and I appreciate the president thing. That's that's good, Adrian. But Adrian, here's the thing: Northwestern is going to do the same thing that UTEP did to Incarnate Word. They're just going to beat them up at the trenches, and just Northwestern is too big. They're Power Five. They're they're a better. I'm not going to say a better team. They're just physically bigger, stronger, faster than UTEP at the current time. That's- okay. All right. All right. Let me ask you. I'm going to just give you some basic softballs here, uh, Augustine. I've talked about this a lot on the show. I'm just going to ask you point blank. What conference is Northwestern in? Oh, God. Uh, okay. Well, who's their coach? Who's their coach? Oh, hold, hold on. Uh, this is, I'm not being uh, questioned here. I'm questioning you. <laughs> no, but but seriously, Agent, what, what's the weight difference? Wait, 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 no, 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 no. I'm just asking you your knowledge of Northwestern football because you're trying to give me a breakdown of oh they've got big guys, oh they got guys in the trenches, oh you, and maybe that's true. I mean, I'm, I can go guy for guy for you at Northwestern and tell you which guys they uh, have an advantage over uh, the miners right now. But the point is, Augustine, we haven't seen this team play a football game. They they play tomorrow. They kick their season off tomorrow at ten o'clock. So we'll know a little bit more about Northwestern football tomorrow versus tonight. We don't know anything as far as their uh, football program amid all the baggage that they're coming into the season following a hazing scandal with their previous coach, uh, Pat Fitzgerald. You know, I mean, the the hazing thing, I think, you know, that happened all the time before. And I think it's just, you know, people are starting to get a little bit. I mean, it was, I think, against a – a Hispanic player that that was the thing that they got going and dude you're digging yourself a deeper grave right now I I don't know where you're going with this conversation here but we'll continue to crown yourself as the king of the UTEP haters crew and next time on the phone lines just make sure you know the Northwestern's a part of the Big Ten I've been saying it all show man uh, the Big Ten is where Northwestern's at. Augustine, I appreciate the phone call, man. Uh, next time, we'll, we'll be better at it. We'll, uh, if I had to rate this phone call, I'd probably have to go 3 out of 10. Uh, it was not a good phone call whatsoever. But, hey, next time we'll be at it, Augustine. And you're the president of the UTEP Haters Club. So, uh, at the end of the day, you, you were happy to get that honor there. And uh, that's that's pretty much all that we could say uh, as we continue. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, ESPN El Paso, everywhere on social media. Let's hop out and let's uh, reach out to George, who's joining us next. George, good evening, man. Thanks for hanging with us late. What's going on? Well, uh, Adrian, I was watching the game uh, flying in from Dallas, and uh, I, I saw the first part of it. I was on the in the air. 
And so I didn't get a, ca- a chance to catch most of the game. I was pretty disappointed with ESPN Plus because I was watching it online mm. uh, as soon as I, I jumped off the plane and there was no audio. Uh, there was horrible, horrible uh, camera work. It was just they, it looked like a monkey was taking care of this of this uh, of this show, and it was just uh, just it disappoints me to hear people knock this team down. Even they're like the Rodney Dangerfield of of football. You know, you can't win for losing, and you can't lose for winning. You know, great. I mean, we got to win, people. You know, you got to remember these are young boys, young men. And and Dana Dimmel, he's he's gonna make mistakes. He's not perfect. Let's get on the the, the bandwagon and, and and support him because that's what they need. They need to know that that his whole community is behind them. I mean, come on, it, it's really disappointing to hear people knock like Augustine did right now, you know. And 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 he's knocking on YouTube, not even knowing he has no knowledge of what he's speaking of. Only to say that uh, Northwestern has bigger players. Who cares? It's not that. It's not what you, how big you are. It's it's what you bring to the table. And if they prepare the way they did this week, and they stick to the same game plan and do something about it, don't stray away from it. Even though it's gonna be a little more impossible, it you know they can do it. It's not a feat that can't be done. You know, it's just. We, as a community, we got to stand behind them. You know, these kids, you know, they, they try their heart out, and all they, all they need is our support. So, Adrian, you'll see me next week at the district if that's where you're hosting yes. the watch party because I'll be there. I'll be there, Adrian, because I, I love this team. I, Dana Demo disappointed me last week. Hey, they bounced back. They showed resilience, and, and that's all that really matters. Burgess? Played a hell of a game. The defense uh, kind of got me scared in the beginning, but hey, they adjusted. They came back and played a, a pretty decent game. I mean, 600 yards. What, what more do you? What more can you ask for? Yes, it's an FCS team, and they're and they're going up to the next level. But hey, let's give them some credit. You know, what do you think, Adrian? I mean, am I am I just, you know? talking just to talk or or do you agree with me no you're right you're spot on and hey george i appreciate your phone call man you're always uh bringing some good perspective to the table here with us on the show i think it's about seeing some of their inexperienced players shine like torrence burgess we we kept hearing about it all off season long he's going to be productive he's going to help out he's going to make an impact on this utep team but until you see it on the field on a saturday evening in front of another team that's when you have that kind of belief that's when the belief takes another step in that and I think there's still some position groups I want to see more of I want to I want to obviously see more from the wide receivers and they didn't need to show off anything today they they didn't need their wide receivers to be sharp or anything like that but I want to also see more from their special teams I thought they kind of struggled at points in in today's game so maybe we see more from them but just to see the inexperienced players get more experience on the field. I loved what Dana Dimmel also talked uh, about in the postgame about the secondary and how guys like Amir Boyd-Matthews, Latresh Shelton, who had the game-ending interception, guys like you know uh, Josiah Allen, who had two pass breakups. Man, this guy was killing it in this game. Torrey Richardson, granted he had two pass interference penalties uh, in this one, but he was still he fought hard in this game. There were They were without... 
Kobe Hilton in their secondary, and they had to step up with guys like A.J. Odoms, guys like Oscar Moore. I mean, uh, players who are just rotating in and out uh, in that secondary to try to step up and make a difference. Trey John Huey. Tell me the last time we had a Trey John Huey conversation, man. <laughs> and this man played exceptionally well in the secondary, uh, filling in for Kobe Hilton. Uh, I, I really think, I mean, when we're talking about guys who had that inexperience going into the season, trying to get more experience but actually play well, uh, I'm looking at the secondary, I'm looking at the defensive line, I'm looking at the running back group, and those are the place and areas that shine to me. Yeah, you know, um, I don't want to take all the credit on this one, but um, if you go back <laughs> to the Minor Talk preview podcast, you know, I shouted out Trajan Huey. I thought he was someone who can make a difference this year, and uh, he did that today. You know, Dana Dimble talked about, or Tyrese Knight actually talked about it in his post game conference. He said, you know, Trajan Huey making that open field tackle, you know, first series of the game, that was a tone setter for them. It set the tone that you know they were going to come out, be aggressive, and get stops. So uh, you know, it's it's good for him to step up, and like you said, you know. Uh, Josiah Allen really stepped up and I think he won that that slot cornerback role you know over Elijah Johnson who did give up a touchdown today you know he didn't play bad but Josiah Allen played great so you know a lot of takeaways in that secondary and I think you're gonna have hot and cold days from everybody Elijah Johnson great game last week this week it's Josiah Allen at that nickel corner spot. You're going to have hot and cold games from guys who still just need more playing experience, more uh, you know experience on the field. But Trez Moore, Latrez Shelton, I, I I probably have butchered his name a million times since he made that name change. But man, um, I'm just I thought he played pretty impressively tonight, and uh, I, I'm excited about that UTIP secondary moving forward. We got a line ringing in nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. If you want to follow up George's call, we're also available six hundred ESPN El Paso on social media. Sal, give it to me. You tell me about uh, what you noticed from UTEP. Just some of the younger players, mm-hmm. or some of the players who maybe are coming onto the scene as newcomers. Uh, shining here tonight, uh, I see a lot of um, a lot of them attacking, um, you know, as quick as possible in a quicker reaction time than we've seen in recent years. So to see that from newcomers is awesome, especially when you mention guys were being rotated often, and it's kind of like you're not missing a beat. Now I get it; it's incarnate word, all that stuff, but. We saw signs of improvement today that we didn't see, um, you know, last week where they performed well. And they also did better in some instances where people wanted them to do well. They wanted them to run the ball better. What did they do today? Right. They wanted them to um, they wanted them to finally get a turnover. What they do today? And they had a lot of chances uh, for more turnovers as well. So I think that that'll start to pick up. But um, they hurt last week and, you know, definitely improved. So six of nine on third downs, that's something they wanted to improve on, and they did. The one, not, I mean, if you wanted to knock some certain things for UTEP, 11 penalties for almost 100 yes. yards today, that's that's not uh, obviously a good thing. And then um, time of possession, that was strong, 35 minutes to 24 minutes uh, for UTEP in their favor. I mean, that's significant in itself. Miners had a tackle and four tackles for losses, so they did an, a good job of uh, you know getting in the backfield against Incarnate Word, although they allowed a sack on their side, which is kind of, you know, that, that doesn't really happen with UTEP at all. Uh, so definitely something to kind of keep an eye out for moving forward. Hey, let's go to social media real quick. Tristan Pence. Didn't get a chance to say his name, but happy that he's checking in. A good win for UTEP tonight. Despite some penalties, the Miners gave a sound performance. UTEP's recipe for winning this season is running the ball and winning the game's time of possession. 
UTEP has some great depth at running back this year. Hashtag minor talk. Um, love the part in the postgame, Sal, when Dana Dimble's talking about how mm-hmm. he decides to rotate running backs in and out. And he explained that it's actually associate head coach and running back coach Barrick Neely, who decides the running back dis- uh, distribution. Mm. So let's say on third and short, uh, UTEP wants to run. Well, Neely will call Deion Hankins in. Or let's say it's a first and 10 from their own 42-yard line. Neely could call Torrance Burgess in the mix. I like that. I mean, we know that, of course, uh, Dana Dimmel has all the play-calling duties, but when you talk about personnel duties, there's other coaches involved yeah. with that, and it actually makes me feel better about their offense moving forward, knowing that you've got eyes on the personnel who will be in the system, and you could trust that you've got a good mind looking at that running back rotation and uh, feeding the right people at the right time. Yeah, and that decision to uh, pick who runs becomes a lot easier when you have a backfield that performed the way that they did today. Right. Right. So uh, that's definitely something to look forward to. And um, the offensive line just continuing to, uh, to Good pancake point. guys. So, um, you know, obviously the success of the running backs is uh, contingent on how the offensive line performs. And man, Man, did that offensive line do great today. Yeah, I mean, I've, I liked all their offense alignment. There was maybe one guy who I, I circled and I was like, I, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to say his name, but I'm a little worried about him moving forward. But he's a newcomer. He's not somebody that you're really uh, too concerned about. I th- I can live with the line today and what they were able to do. Cesar Cubillos followed up uh, his post by saying this, not sure if you caught the many looks of Pater Pete today. Uh, and threw out a photo of Pater Pete in the band uniform. <laughs> that was really cool in itself. Uh, this is coming in from uh, this is coming in from Jay Rios 04 touchdown Tyron Smith hashtag minor talk and sent us a video of it. Alfonso Frias. Credit to UTEP for establishing the run and sticking to what was working. We also need to give some love to Babe Laufenberg, too. The guy has been UTEP's biggest supporter these last four years. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, great point that he brings up. Uh, I want to give a lot of credit to Babe Laufenberg and what he did today, guys. Uh, we saw the Live Like Luke uh, section at UTEP today. That's right. Babe Laufenberg purchased tickets uh, for people today. In fact, he bought, he donated 50 tickets with hot dogs and a soft drink for every UTEP home game. This week, they donated it to the El Paso YMCA, the Live Like Luke Fight Section. How cool is that, guys? I'll, I'll get all, all your all's thoughts. This is a magnificent thing for Babe Laufenberg and his son Joe Willie to do in honor of uh, Luke Laufenberg, um, who played for the Miners and tragically passed away due to cancer. They still, year after year, season after season, find a way to honor him on the field and honor him with UTEP football. Yeah, and it lets you know what's important right away, family is is number one and uh babe and the, the Laufenberg family certainly haven't lost sight of that and um also too it's nice for um this is one of the highlights as well luke coming to utep and and you know practicing building that camaraderie it, it, it doesn't fade out it's always going to be there so I, I really really like this gesture zay your thoughts yeah this is awesome you know they were on the sideline and even after the game they're congratulating the players you know they're they're coming up they're going up to the players babe and his son and they're just telling them you know great game they're they're out there supporting and um it's just great to see you know that you know that 
that name has made such a difference in the UTEP locker room. Let's go to Minor Eddie Mack, who's joining us next on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, 600 ESPN El Paso, all over the web, online, social media, online, and our free mobile app powered by First American Bank. Minor Eddie Mack, welcome back. What's going on? How are you? Oh, Ed, how, how, did you need to take a little break and then rejoin Minor Talk? Like, I, I need to know your journey. I'm okay. I'm hanging in. But what's your journey? <laughs> you you want me to be really honest with yes, you? Yes, yes. I want you to be honest with us. You know, I, there's some people on Twitter. This started last year. That, you know, I, I just, I guess pessimism just got to me. I hear you, man. I hear there's a lot of UTEP fans like you, and I'm I'm more of a positive opportunist. I'm a, I'm an optimist, and you know I've been around for a long time, and I've been supporting the program. So to me, I'm always going to look for the positives, and just having thirty thousand people at the second game of the season after you lost the first game, that's momentum. However you want to look at it, it's momentum. If you want to be negative about it, you can be negative. But the way I look at it, it's momentum. It's a lot better than sitting there and seeing 17,000. Tell me it's a big difference. So, Oh, 100%. I just, yeah, I wanted to make that point. You know, I just wanted to focus on one thing because there's a lot of positives uh, to the game. But let's. I just wanted to focus on one thing. I like the fact that we now have three running backs. And I, 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 uh, Burgess has been great. He's been amazing. But I also look at Franklin. I mean, Deion Hankins is the man. But also, Mr. Franklin here has also been a contributor. And I like the fact that we have three running backs, and each one of them is giving us a different dimension. And um, I'm excited about that because if somebody gets hurt, I know that we've got a backup and they're all getting experience. They've all been impressive, even though it's only been two games. I just wanted to make that point. I think it's a great point, man. Mike Franklin is also their go-to guy in uh, Wildcat situations, too. It's either Deion Hankins or Mike Franklin, and sometimes they like... So, look, Deion Hankins, north-south runner. He's going to be the bulldozing type of running back. I think he's faster this year than he's ever been before. He has uh, He's added that agility and speed to his game, but what uh, Torrance Burgess brings is speed. He bursts out of the backfield, he's noticeable out of the backfield, and he can also shake off hits. Mike Franklin's kind of a little mix between Hankins and Burgess. He has a burst to him. He has speed, but he could also be that north-south running back that you need and be that ground-to-pound back that you can uh, really appreciate. Now, uh, minor Eddie Mack, what I'm interested in is UTEP's running back group next year because, think about it, Hankins can be back. You could have Torrance Burgess a year uh, older and a year of experience under his belt. Mike Franklin back, a year of experience, a year of production under his belt. Cartraven Walker in the mix with experience and learning the playbook under his belt. Ezel Jolly, freshman standout, who can also be a contributor right away in the running back group. You might think I'm crazy, but then the last name that everybody forgets about is Aaron Dumas the Washington transfer who was an all-conference running back at uh, New Mexico at the freshman level, was honored as an all-freshman running back at New Mexico, transferred to Washington, now finds himself here in El Paso with the Miners. 
that running back group can legitimately go five players deep next year, Ed. Well, that would be that would be actually considered one of the most talented running backs in, in college football, if if you're just looking at at what they've done and their development. Because you got to remember, remember Ronald Abbott; he just kept getting better year after year, and and. I'm looking at a guy right now that reminds me of Ronald Awat. And last year we had a great combination too with Ronald Awat, Dion Hankins, and then we had that little fullback that I love. love James Tupo, yeah. Man, I miss that guy so much. He he was such a spark plug. But you know, there's one thing that we we overlooked and we didn't talk about this year, and that's that the execution and the shifting and the movement in Dimmel's offense and learning that offense. And I saw a lot of that last year, and I'm already seeing it this year, and I think we're just going to get better at that. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in knowing the system and executing, and I thought it was pretty smooth. Yeah, we had mistakes here and there, but I think most of our penalties were on the defensive side tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You're exactly right on that. Anyhow, I'm excited about next week's game. We really needed this. And I think thirty thousand people in the stands is momentum. However you want to, uh, however you want to break it down, it's momentum. It was a beautiful night, and we needed this. So let's keep on moving forward. Hey, thanks for calling in, Ed. I know it was tough for you to shave off all the hate or stave off all the haters, man. Uh, you got to be like Dion Hankins, like uh, pushing them off with that, you know, that that stiff arm that he has. That's how, that's how you need to be, Ed, and just uh, block out the haters, man. You do you. Well, you don't understand. I mean, it gets to the point where I'm just like, I want to go for You know, like, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, pessimism is not a good thing in our society, however you look at it. But anyhow, it is what it is, right? Okay. Facts from Ed, Minor Eddie Mac tonight as we wind things down and we uh, continue in the wee hours of the night. 915-505-6009. Ed, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I want to get to the drive chart and wrap up uh, first half, second half thoughts. I also want to get to awards here as well. We'll get final thoughts from Zay, final thoughts from uh, Sal as well. And we will look ahead to UTEP versus Northwestern. We'll do all that. We'll wrap things up. And we'll take your phone calls. If you've got anyone with uh, any phone calls left here on the show, we're happy to do it. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show. Also available everywhere on social media at 600 ESPN El Paso. Take a break right here. We'll be back after this. Minor Talk continues. Presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, last segment, Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Big shout-out to Sal Montes, Zay Galindo, Angel Munoz, Jason Craig, our whole team here at 600 ESPN El Paso for putting a long day of work uh, here in the bag. And, uh, man, what great work from everybody here on the station. So shout-out to you guys. You guys killed it, as always. We are in it. It is football season there, we'll sleep in May. We'll sleep in May after the basketball season. Well, that's when we'll we'll finally get a chance to sleep. And Sal, maybe you'll sleep in four years, five years when Samir's like five or six <laughs> years old. Yeah, that that sound about right. Oh man, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> okay, I like it. Uh, let's let's wind things down, uh, and let's go to social media. Adrian at Enemy Win Three sends us this. 
Adrian, great job calling Augustine's bluff. He doesn't know squat about <laughs> Northwestern. No, 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 no. No, Adrian, I, I will uh, I will disagree with you because Augustine just sent us this. Here's the gist on Northwestern. They're a Big Ten school. Fitzgerald is gone, and in football, size does matter. Come on. It's a program that's going through stuff, yes, but they're in a different league, bigger, better, faster. He's just adding to that uh, presidential uh, ward. He's trying to go for a second term, and he's trying to get that uh, reelection as biggest UTEP hater. Uh, right now. Jonathan Byers sends us this. Uh, this is what he had. Stefan Cameron really stood out to me on special teams tonight. He had a couple big hits. Player to watch. That's Stefan Cameron from Jonathan Byers. So uh, that's what he sends us. David Braun. This is from Cesar Cubias. David Braun has never coached a game in his life in Northwestern. Is Big Ten, but no Ohio State. Northwestern completely stunk last season at 1-11 and lost home at home to Duke and Southern Illinois. Not, a guarantee, not guaranteeing a win, Caesar writes, but he says, if UTEP ever had a chance to beat them, it is now. That's coming from Caesar Cubillos. Uh, let's go to our man, the mayor of Las Cruces. It's Eddie Morelos who's joining us next on the phone lines from the Sports & More podcast. Eddie we are now finally getting a chance to hook up here tonight. What's going on, my man? Oh, made it made it back home, you know, from the Sun Bowl Stadium. Really cool to see all the people in the stadium once again. Uh, it's like that one caller said, you know, 30,000, take it how you want, you know, but hopefully they keep showing up. And, and for me, I hope the people keep showing up because it always makes the environment so much better. It always makes the night so much more fun when the fans are there. Because not only do they bring the energy, but fans become entertaining just as much as the game. You know? So that's why I like it. I really do. But I really want to bring up, uh, as far as the game goes, uh, multiple people have already said it. But um, the running game, they use the running game as they as we've all wanted them to use it over the past couple of years, uh, they finally used it the way we would have liked uh, them to use it. And uh, for me personally, Adrian, as uh, you know what I do during the game, so um, just looking through the binoculars and seeing them run the ball like they did, it was really, really neat to watch up close and personal, especially uh, number five, I believe his last name is Burgess. Correct. Um, uh, it was really awesome. I never noticed how he ran the ball, how good he runs the ball until tonight. It was really awesome to see. I know uh, our, our boy Dion, you know, did it up big tonight. But for me personally, uh, I really enjoyed watching Burgess run the ball. And if they can do that more consistently, it'll open up the pass game. And I'm going to give a prime example is uh, I believe it was later in the game, and definitely in the second half. They were marching down down um, the field, and it was uh, inside. I think it was inside the 20 already, and all of a sudden they do a play-action pass to get down to the three-yard line. It was so open because the running game opened it up. 
Yeah, that was a simple like 15-yard pass from Gavin Hardison to Kelly Akari, and that set up a five-yard rushing t- or a three-yard rushing touchdown right after that for Mike Franklin. That was his first career touchdown. But you're exactly right, Eddie. I mean, that drive uh, was an indication right there. They just had uh, Incarnate Word's number at that point. And Eddie, I- I'm with you completely on the attendance thing, and I'm with you on the environment of the Sun Bowl. It's better when it's uh, obviously there's more people there. But Eddie, I got to ask you your final question and final point that you wanted to bring up on the show uh and that is uh an aggie wearing utep gear what do you th- what are your thoughts give me your thoughts on this well you know i i do it to support my my people that i help out over there um I, i'll be straight up and honest i do it to support them uh and um i never thought i would do this but here i am <laughs> and i still have it on as we speak adrian i thought it would have been off the moment I walked out the stadium, but no, I still have it on, uh, picks up, uh, you know, I've really been, uh, uh, bought into the, to the miners. I know a lot of miners now and, you know, it's, it's really cool to be a part of the El Paso community. And I love, love, love how the people buy in, uh, and co- come and support. There's more, there's more supporters than haters. Uh, sometimes I do want to jump on the Augustine bandwagon, but, you know, mm. I, I, I'd rather be supportive than anything. Okay. Eddie, I appreciate your phone call, man. Good, uh, have a great evening. Have a great weekend as well, and we'll talk to you soon. Much love to Salmonella, too. Yo, what's going on, Mayor? Love you, man. That's uh, that's our <laughs> man, Eddie Morelos, joining us on the phone lines as we continue from the Sports & More podcast. Check him out for sure uh, wherever uh, you are on social media. Hey, let's continue right now. Let's keep it moving. Uh, let's talk first half, second half. You guys give me your final thoughts. Then we'll give out some awards. We'll read out final messages, and we'll put a wrap on this one. Okay, first uh, first half. Early punts on both sides. Incarnate Word. It was Zach Calzada's touchdown pass, 44 yards out. Brandon Porter helps him go up 7 to nothing. Well, UTEP responds. It was a 40-yard rushing touchdown by Torrance Burgess. 7-7 was the score. First quarter action. All right. Really like this defensive stop, excuse me, by UTEP's defense. Incarnate Ward drove it all the way down to the UTEP two-yard line. Fourth and goal, Trey, uh, Trey John Huey had a pass breakup, stop at the two-yard line. The play right before that, uh, Nickel, Josiah Allen with a pass breakup. Josiah Allen with a pass breakup as well. It was really significant. Back-to-back plays shut down. UTEP's defense shut them down there uh, as they drove all the way to the two-yard line. Zay, you, you have some thoughts there. Yeah, I I was really impressed with uh, not only that goal line stop, but I think in like a lot of short yarded situations, I think UTEP won a lot of those. You know, whether it's on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, they won those short yarded situations. And um, obviously, the secondary they did their part in on that goal line stop, two pass breakups. But um, I really like the the trenches. Um, on both sides for the mine. So after that goal line stop for UTEP, they were not able to move the ball offensively. Incarnate Word capitalized off a 61-yard pass from Calzada to Chapman. Gosh, that Chapman receiver... Oh my goodness, man! That guy's that guy's D. I don't even know who he is. Um, Jalen Campbell, very impressed with that guy. Also, really inc- impressed by Brandon Porter, uh, who is outstanding. I mean, he played against the Miners with Northern Arizona seven years or six seasons ago. Yeah. He's a seventh-year college football player, uh, and he's still playing some college football. Uh, AJ Odoms on that sixty-one-yard passing play, he bit. He tried to uh, tried to jump on that pass. And as a result, 
Uh, right after that, Trey Siggers, the running back for Incarnate Word, had a five-yard rushing touchdown. They went up 14-7. to Then UTEP had their most impressive drive up to this point to go out of the half. A 10-play, 78-yard drive that lasted almost six minutes, and it was capped off by a Gavin Hardison pass to Justine Clark from 13 yards out. That put the Miners up. Tie game, 14-14 going into half. Calzada looked great. Going into the half, uh, going into halftime, ten of eighteen through the air, one hundred eighty-eight passing yards and a touchdown for Incarnate Word. But the UTEP run game was the story in the first half on their side. Twenty rushing attempts, one hundred fifty-five on the ground and a rushing touchdown. Tyrese Knight went into the half with eight tackles and one and a half tackles for loss. And I kind of thought, ooh. This could be a career day for Tyrese Knight. It ended up being the case. He had 16 tackles, mm. uh, career best for Tyrese Knight. Third and fourth quarter, you guys jump in whenever you'd like. 12 play, 75-yard drive that lasted 8 minutes and 20 seconds. That's already our new start homes drive of the game. I don't have to have a debate. That, that was one of the best UTEP drives I've seen uh, in a while. That dates all the way back to when they had success back in 2021, and that was capped off by a 24-yard passing touchdown from Gavin Hardison to Tyron Smith. He had some really nice jukes on that uh, touchdown uh, catch in itself. Shook off a defender, used his speed, and that's the Tyron Smith mm-hmm. that UTEP was waiting for, Sal. Yeah, the, the play extender. You know, he, he could have easily just caught it, got his uh, quick couple of yards, get up, get ready for the next set of downs, but saw that there was room. He was able to uh, put some moves and take it to the house, but a couple of things, too. One is kind of re-energizes the the crowd at that point and um on top of that after that touchdown adrian back-to-back drives and we're not going to count the drive to um to close out the the first half i I don't think that's fair it's only like 18 seconds but um either way though those back-to-back touchdown drives about 14 minutes worth of play clock that they were able to take off on essentially back-to-back possessions they blew out a whole quarter (laughs) and and they ended it with a 14 nothing run in that specific scenario and when you take control like that in your utep you feel good about yourself you think that you could actually win a game there and incarnate word they drove they only had two drives in the third quarter they drove near the 50 they ended up uh, punting right around the midfield at this point, and it was a Josiah Allen, another pass breakup by him. Um, he had just a, a really good performance. At this point, Incarnate Word had just 14 yards of offense in the second half, really struggled to get any sort of offense going. Then UTEP responded with a 12-plate, 96-yard touchdown drive, capped off by that Mike Franklin touchdown that I just mentioned. 28-14 was the score. Incarnate Word drove it all the way down into UTEP territory, under three minutes to go, and it was an interception, uh, and that was taken by Trez Moore to seal this one up when it was all said and done. Let's go to some superlatives, guys. Deion Hankins, career day, 24 carries, 174 on the ground. But, guys, he does not get my hot hand of the game. Mm. Hot hand of the game has to go to Tyrese Knight, 16 tackles. Mm everywhere on the defensive uh, end for what he was able to do. He totaled a sack, had two and a half tackles for losses, and he is our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game. Any problems with this from either of you guys? Are you guys okay with it? Deion Hankins not getting it, and instead Tyrese Knight getting the award. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, I did not go into this game thinking I could get any higher on Tyrese Knight. You know, I was like, after the Jacksonville State game, I was like, this guy's insane. 
And then after this guy, I said, this guy is insane. I mean, it was just <laughs> a great game. He was all over the field, you know, getting a sack from that linebacker position and also, you know, over two and a half uh, tackles for loss. I mean, he was everywhere. This is this is one of the best linebackers in the country. Hey, El Paso is finally out of the triple digits, but you might still need to fend off the El Paso heat. Stay cool with Master Cool. Wind Supply El Paso is an official distributor of Master Cool evaporative coolers, and they don't want you to sweat it out while you wait out for the temperature outside to finally cool off. Each Master Cool system is priced lower than the box stores with Wind Supply. To find your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That's windsupplyelpaso.com. Let's head over to our uh, n- our New Start Homes drive of the game. We mentioned it. It was that long 96-yard, uh, excuse me, that 12-play 75-yard drive that lasted 8 minutes and 20 seconds, and that one put the Miners with the go-ahead lead. And that's brought to you by New Start Homes. If you're looking for a mobile home or maybe just a tiny home to add to your backyard or that extra space, at your home. New Start Homes has affordable builds starting at just $75 per square foot. No credit, no problem. They actually have a location out in El Paso and Las Cruces and an in-house financing team. Check out New Start Homes online, newstarthomes.net to check out their fleet and their uh, selection of inventory online today. Uh, guys, let's turn the page. Let's look over to next week. It's a big one. Northwestern, UTEP. That one on the road, 1.30 kickoff. We'll have the watch party live at the district, and then we'll have minor talk right after the broadcast uh, here on 600 ESPN El Paso. But you guys tell me. It's a big one. Northwestern against the Miners. Uh, keys to this game. We'll start with you, Zay, as you wrap up your thoughts, and then we'll go to you, Sal, uh, for some final thoughts here as we turn the page and look over to next week. Yeah, you know, it's hard it's hard to do some some keys just because Northwestern has not played yet. You know, they're going to play tomorrow against Rutgers. That'll be one UTEP fans probably want to watch, you know. But um other than that, you know, it's just, you know, for UTEP themselves, just stay cool, calm and collected. Don't let the moment get to you, you know, and just uh go out there and play your brand of football, right? You know, you don't you want to go in there with the chip on your shoulder, know that, you know, hey, we're going to be the underdogs, but in reality, there's no reason we shouldn't win this game. So stay cool, stay calm, stay collected. That's that's the big message for me. All right, Sal, you go ahead. Oh man, I'm I'm looking at it, and and tomorrow's game is um is big for both Rutgers and Northwestern because combined, Adrian, if I'm not mistaken, that's five. I'm just looking at it here. That's about a, a combined 16 game losing streak between the two. So uh, both of these teams are are pretty upset. But that being said, though, um, who knows what the Miners are going to see when they go up against Northwestern? Is it going to be the same team that went up against Rutgers? Um, is Rutgers, um, or not Rutgers, is Northwestern um, fighting with that same intensity against UTEP that they are <laughs> against Rutgers to kind of, uh, you know, put the fire out, so to speak, because um, Northwestern, man, looking at it here, riding a 10-game losing streak to um, or 11-game losing streak to close out the season, they, they might want to, you know, turn things around. But all of that stuff that happened in the offseason, how far back can that truly set a program? No, it's it's going to be one of those games that everybody's going to watch. Everybody's going to have intrigue. There's going to be a lot of upset picks in favor of the Miners. And we'll just have to wait and see. Northwestern next Saturday. My keys include got to control time of possession, got to get good production from your quarterback, Gavin Hardison, today. Have to establish the run game and defensively hang in there with Northwestern despite uh, maybe being a little undersized in some positions. 
but I, I'm excited for it. I think UTEP has an opportunity. I feel better about Northwestern than I do Arizona if I'm talking mm. about a win for UTEP football. And um, let's see what happens. I'm ready to turn the page. Look to next week. Let's go. Uh, UTEP right now, 1-1 one and one on the season. We'll be back at it next week. We got minor talk on deck. Uh, guys, just thanks again. Great stuff. Great show today. We'll be back at it again next Saturday. Let's do it again, man. Super excited and uh, early broadcast as well. So uh, Thank goodness. Yeah. Love it. Uh, <laughs> hey, one thirty kickoff, Zay. We'll get ready to go. What do you think? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. That'll do it for us here on the show today. For Zay Galindo, for Salmontes, I'm Adrian Bradas saying so long. And thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso.